Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. All right, welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald. I'm your host here on KKNW 1150 AM. We are here with Eric. And uh, uh, coming up right now, we have an author who has been traveling the highways and byways of the United States. She's been talking to a lot of people about her book, which is called Soul Power. And this isn't about uh, the civil rights movement of the 60s. Oh, I thought it was going to be the Barry White uh, biography. (laughs) Soul power, maybe Isaac Hayes forward by Isaac Hayes. Yeah, exactly. No, this is this is about S O U L power, and this is about the power of our soul. And Nikki Carteret is with us. And Nikki, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much, Kevin. Very good. And you're back home in Canada. I am. I arrived back yesterday after a wonderful tour uh, down in your country. I went up and down that whole West Coast uh, talking to people, doing book signings, being interviewed on TV and radio. And it was just a real treat for me to be with you all. And it's it's a wonderful treat that you've left us with, which is your book. Well, thank you. And, thank you very much. And I I love it because it's it's soul power, the transformation that happens when you know. Mm-hmm. What exactly does that mean? Well, it's 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 really about knowing at the level of experience, Kevin. Uh, many of us have a lot of information. We read a lot of books. We take in a lot of things. We go to a lot of workshops. But one of the things about spirituality is many people are finding that it starts to make more and more sense once you bring it down to a level of your own personal experience. In other words, really learning how to make spirituality real and practical for yourself in your everyday life. Then when you've done that, then you know, because you know it from inside. You know it intuitively. It's part of you. That is, a, at the base level, that's where we all need to get it down to, unfortunately. And Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a really is a simple yet very difficult process, isn't it? Well, it's both. Um, it's simple if you enjoy the journey. And, um, you know, I traveled, as I say, up and down the West Coast, and so many things could have gone wrong, and you know, with a car and traveling and this and that and the other. But I was determined just to really enjoy the journey. And I think that's also true of spirituality. If we set our our compass in the right direction and we say, you know, through all the ups and downs of life that I'm bound to go through, I mean, we can't say life's going to be, you know, without any uh, setbacks. There are setbacks in life. But if I set my mental compass, my emotional compass, saying that, you know, I'm really going to enjoy this. This is going to be good for me. I'm going to have fun. Then no matter what we go through in life, we see it as part of an overall learning and growth process. And that's the way I see the spiritual journey. And we may encounter a dark night of the soul. We may encounter, you know, some very severe challenges and believe me, I've gone through many myself, and I've met many people who are in that same process. And so our attitude and our acceptance are very important. So I call that the spiritual AA, attitude and acceptance both. Absolutely. I had I had one of those many things happen to me this very day, as a matter of fact. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, you know how sometimes you're, you're well, late to where you're going? 
Yes. <laughs> well, if I I have a peculiar problem because and I've had to do this one time because traffic was bad. I had to start the show from my cell phone on the way here. <laughs> right. But it, in this case, I was a little bit tardy and so I yes. was a little bit l- late and it seemed like every Have you ever done this? You need to get someplace quick and every red light every slow you driver hit ev- you hit everything, yeah. You hit everything all at once. Now you have a choice of how you can handle that. Yes, exactly. You can get all upset and you can yes. whine and moan and, and berate it, or you can yes. enjoy the experience yes. of feeling the feelings that go along with it. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I talk about in the book and also in, in the seminars that I run, I talk about the power of soul presence. In other words, when we are truly connected to ourselves as spiritual beings, um, then we can start to be in this present moment, enjoying each moment of life. And we're so conditioned, I think, now to see life as hard, as difficult, as work, as pressure, as stress, that we forget that when we can just sit in the moment, even in the moment of a traffic jam, you know, traffic problems, red lights, etc., that those moments can open up into beauty. Yes. It's amazing how that can happen. It's all a matter of your perception and the compass that you set for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now let's talk about your story because something happened to you at 22 that changed your life, didn't it? Yes, absolutely. I, I was a student in Paris and um, I was um, had a, a very severe car accident. A driver who was drunk um, was going up the street the wrong way and crashed into our car. And the windshield uh, shattered and uh, fell into my face. And so I found myself to be profusely bleeding from the face. And uh, at that time, I didn't know if I had lost my right eye. To cut a very long story short, I was taken to hospital. And uh, as the surgeon was about to do his operation, I realized in the midst of that that I had a choice. Either I could stay in fear and pain and um, uncertainty, or I could switch my thinking and send the surgeon really good thoughts, really powerful thoughts, thoughts of love and thoughts that he would do a really good job on my face, Uh, which in fact he did. And um, a friend of mine who was a doctor in Paris said that I was really, really lucky because on Sundays in the evenings they have all the junior doctors on. And he said, I can't believe the job this surgeon did on your face. Uh, it's, It's wonderful. So I knew at that moment that the power of the thoughts and the power of of good thoughts can can bring good things to the self and can can induce healing. So I began to heal myself day, day by day using meditation, surrounding my face with light. And one day, just out of the blue, it was quite extraordinary, all of my consciousness coalesced, if you like, or condensed into a single point Uh, in the center of my forehead. And my consciousness literally went out into another dimension. And I found myself away from the body uh, in another dimension of light in front of a being of light. And I had no control over what was happening to me. I was suspended in this other dimension of light. And this being just poured energy on me, poured love, poured light, poured healing power onto me. And when this being was done, uh, doing what uh, was needed, I returned again, my consciousness returned again to the body. And it was, I, I sort of spent a long time crying after that because it was, it was nothing that I had willed. It was something that had just happened. And much later, of course, I acknowledged to myself that it was God, that God, this being, beautiful being of light, had 
healed me in one of my darkest moments. Now, he had healed you physically or more physically so? Physically and spiritually. And uh, I think it was spiritually foremost, um, but physically also, because when I went to see the surgeons a little bit afterwards, they said to me, what have you been doing? Because your face is healing so well. They couldn't believe it. And today, I still have slight scars on my face. So in a way, uh, although I was scared at 22 that I was going to be scarred for life, and it did change my career choice because I was wanting to be a, a TV journalist, you know, an on-camera journalist. And so I couldn't do that with scars on my face. But um, now if you see me, I just have very faint lines. And now I tell people, you see these scars? This is really the proof that, that um, God loves me because God, God healed me in that very difficult moment. And that really became a turning point for me, Kevin. I, 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 unknown to myself, I, I began uh, pursuing uh, a love of spirituality in a very deep way. And that became much clearer to me later on, uh, just how deep that shift had occurred in me. Well, when you went through your, the meditation and then you had the experience mm-hmm. with, the, with the light, mm-hmm. you then recognized that you were no longer alone. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, although I was alone in Paris, technically, you know, I was without friends, without family, uh, in a little dark room, you know, and but God really did make me know, help me to see that even in our most challenging of situations, and this is the message I really have been sharing with people across uh, the United States and Canada, is that, you know, some of us are right now facing great times of difficulty, financial, emotional, whatever it can be. And so I hope that, you know, for listeners to your program, they'll hear this message that no matter what our difficulty is, no matter what our challenges may be, that behind each situation of difficulty, there is light. And when we come... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, eventually we do come back into light, Kevin. You know, not even, not even necessarily the light of God. I mean, that can be there. But even the light of recognition, the light of insight, the light of understanding, we do come out of the dark tunnel and into light. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk about that and the process that you can use to get there. We'll be right back after this. Stay with us. We're talking to Nikki Carteret, and we're talking about soul power. We'll be right back. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald. I'm your host here on KKNW, 1150 AM. And Eric, as usual, I've slaughtered somebody else's name. Nikki D. Carteret is the author that we're talking to. Correct, Nikki? That's right, Kevin. Thank you. And and the book is called Soul Power. You can do it if you really try, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to put the mental effort towards it, and you can make it happen. You can do anything if you set your mental mind towards it. That's right. You could even say Harry Connick Jr. I cannot say Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> there you there go. I did. You did it. Hey, amazing. Yesterday, yesterday he was, was having trouble with that one. Yesterday, he was Harry... Harry yeah, Henry Connick Jr. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Okay, Nikki D. Carteret, we're talking about soul power, and we, you are now on a spiritual mission of sorts because as you know, as we talked about during the break, we are in a period of time which is very negative and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of fear, apprehensive in this and problems for everyone. That's right. How are you helping us cope? 
Well, I think I think what I would would um, like to be doing, and what I am doing, is sharing some important spiritual messages, um, so that people can uh, begin to fine tune, if you like, their spiritual compass. We are living in times of difficulty, chaos. Some people might even use the word darkness, um, as one TV interview had said to me, and. Um, for this, pe- people are, are wondering, like, how do we make it through? You know, how do we cope with all of the stresses and strains around us? And the, my message is very simple. If you really take time each day to connect to a still place within you, I call it the still point. That's the soul. The soul is that still place where we can be totally connected uh, to ourselves and to our inner resources. Then we find a place of stability no matter what's going on around us. Because one of the things that I've been sharing with people is many things around us are conspiring to pull us down. You know, it's like there's a conspiracy, Kevin. You, you know, everything and everyone want is pulling our energy down. And when I ask people this question, who's conspiring to pull you up? Who's conspiring to lift you up? Well, maybe apart from you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying. <laughs> You're trying. I mean, there are very few people who are conspiring to lift us up. So it's only ourselves. We can only do this for ourselves. Correct. And so if we find that stillness within, uh, through meditation, through quiet time, just, and it, it doesn't take a lot of time, I'm talking five minutes, ten minutes, each day, to have that connectedness with the being within, i.e. the soul, who I am really, then that can give me a surge of spiritual energy. When I am energized, it's amazing, things around me don't pull me down. And when my energy is low, everything can knock me flat. Absolutely. When your energy is high, you can do anything. Exactly. You can do anything. And you will not allow other people to pull you down. On the contrary, when your energy is high, you actually help to uplift the spirits of others. Absolutely. And so we need a new kind of conspiracy, if you like. We need a new way of being in the world, knowing that the darkness may be there right now, the traumas may be there, and uh, we do have to face them and work through them, but we also need a, a new way of being. And I think that's really my message. That's really what I'm trying to share with people, along with some of the tools of how to get there. Great. And we're going to talk to Joanne in Seattle because she's got a question for you, Nikki. Wonderful. Joanne, how are you? Just fine, thank you. Very good. You're talking to Nikki DeCarteret. Yes. Hello, Joanne. Hello. I just happened to tune in your program today. (laughs) So fascinating. Well, my hubby's been gone about two and a half years. So what's your question? My question is, I'm finding these... Um, emotions of a roller coaster, highs and lows, and my choice of men seem Your to choice, be... Can you speak up a little bit, Joanne? My choice in men seem to be more takers than givers. I'm mm-hmm. the giver. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm, um, I guess, trying to get back into a reality check with myself here mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of being um, so impatient mm-hmm. and low self-esteem at times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just a roller coaster of feelings and emotions that I mm-hmm. keep going mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. So I'm anxious to um, purchase your book and get some more insight here, some more light right. on life. Well, Joanne, I think I think what you've raised is some. I think you've reflected the mood of a lot of people out there, and um, I really uh, appreciate your question because it's very personal, you know. 
And one of the things that, that I find right now, and, and people have been asking me about uh, relationships, is that we are in a very difficult time of human relationships. People, when they are on different um, emotional roller coasters, feel quite fragile. And in that time, it's very difficult to be in a relationship of giving and taking because often we find that there's inequality that comes into the picture. And usually what I share with people, if you're experiencing that right now, what might be helpful to think about, and it's just a thought, is to pull away for a little while from relationships. Not that you're not engaged with people, but from maybe being committed in a relationship. That's what I'm doing. Take that time to really be with yourself. Develop that healthy self-esteem through positive thoughts, through good thoughts for the self. Like make it a focus on the self. Not obsessional, I don't mean it that way, but make it very practical, make it real, make it loving. You make that time with yourself very loving so that when we come into a place of greater harmony and respect for ourselves, then it's much easier to come into relationships that are going to bring joy from both sides. And so I think you're absolutely right. This might be that time for you to spend on yourself right now. Definitely. Joanne, thank you so much for giving us a call today. Mm-hmm, thank and, you. And I hope you buy the book. It's called Soul Power. Yeah, and you can get it from most of the stores in town. Uh, I think from from uh, Barnes & Noble or uh, East West Bookstore or, or Borders, any of those, you can call and see. It should be there. Great. Thank you. I'm looking forward to reading it. Thank you for your call, Joanne. Thank, thank you. you, Joanne. Bye-bye. You know, that brings up an interesting point, Nikki, and and that is that everyone has to be in tune with themselves before they can have an impact or be part of somebody else's life, don't you think? Definitely, because, you know, and I hope Joanne's still uh, still listening to this, because, you know, one of the things that can happen is that when we are not in our own soul power, then it's very easy for other people to drain our energy. In some of the seminars that I run around what are our power drainers, you know, Kevin, you'd be amazed. Most people tell me that their power drainers are other people. Yep. They're energy vampires is what we call them. They're energy vampires. And so if if we are in those kinds of relationships, then it pulls us even further into a spiral of low self-esteem. So we need to sort of de-link in a way. I mean, de-hook ourselves from those kinds of relationships and have that space to build up our own integrity and our own sense of power from within. One of the things that we do a lot here on this show is we talk to people who have a positive mission that mm-hmm. are are going through, you know, let's take yourself as an example. Mm-hmm. When you had your accident, you had a couple of choices you could have made. You could have felt mm-hmm. sorry for yourself Absolutely. and just let it go and then had a life of feeling sorry for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you chose not to do that and you mm-hmm. chose to become a more spiritual person and to mm-hmm. help people through your experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are not able to do that yet. They will be. Well, I think because it's a process, Kevin. That's, you used the word earlier in, in the program. And, you know, I went through much later on in my life, in my 30s, I went through a second kind of trauma where I had an accident and I fell on the stairs and I really hurt my back quite badly and spent, I would say, the next eight years in recovery. And at one point, I, I couldn't walk. I was almost paralyzed. And I spent quite a few years traveling around in a wheelchair. And people, when they see me today, they they don't believe that that could have happened. But at one point in my healing process, I did feel very sorry for myself. It's amazing how with all of the spirituality you have, sometimes those very deep subconscious patterns of feeling a victim or feeling sorry for yourself can kick in. 
And one of the things that I came to realize very deeply on the spiritual path is sometimes you can't will yourself into healing. That it also involves, and this is what I also write about in the book, it also involves a process of learning how to let go of very deeply ingrained negative patterns and habits that yes. we, we carry with us and coming to a place of deep acceptance. And this we're not taught how to do in our culture. No. We're, we're not. We're taught how to go, we're supposed to go do stuff. Exactly. So we're taught to break through, but sometimes in, in the healing process you can't break through. It, that, that does not work. What works is coming to a deep place of acceptance that this is going on for me and, and accept the emotions, accept the reality. So when I accepted deeply that I could face the possibility of being disabled for the rest of my life, and believe me, that was a deep level of acceptance because I went from a tennis player to being disabled. But when I accepted it deeply, Kevin, that's when my healing kicked in. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. And so, you know, we have, to, we have to learn two sides of this equation. Our attitude needs to be good, plus we need acceptance. And it's that acceptance part that I find, that's also one of my messages, is really how do we get to that place? Because that's what helps us move beyond the wall when we hit the wall in life. Yes, indeed. And you also have a website, do you not, Nikki? I do. And if people want to, to find out more about the book and about the seminars, they can uh, contact me at www soul, S-O-U-L, power, seminars, with an S, dot com. Soulpowerseminars.com. Oh, wonderful. And now, where are you living, where are you living now? I'm living in Vancouver, but uh, as I joke with my friends, I'm hardly here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I live here on a sort of a third-time basis, and I'm leaving in about four days' time. I, I uh, also travel and work uh, a lot in the Middle East. I'm leaving for the Middle East, and then I'll be back over here in September again. Which is another place that needs an enormous amount of healing. It really does, yes. We have to do a lot of light work over there. We have been talking with Nikki D. Carteret, and she has written the book called Soul Power, The Transformation That Happens When You Know. And you know that when you know is when you really know, right? When you really know, deep in yourself. <laughs> Not at the head level, but really in your heart, in your being. That's when you know. And we have appreciated talking to you. You need to come back. Can I call you back and have oh, you come back again? Oh, I would love to come back. And I'd like to come back and do it in the studio with you, Kevin. I would be, love be there to live you. in Seattle. I love Seattle. I would love to have you here. We've got uh, a beautiful view of Bellevue, Seattle, uh, and the Olympics. So you need to come back. I will definitely do that, Kevin. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the time. Again, we've been talking with Nikki D. Carteret. She's written the book Soul Power. You can pick it up at most major retailers, Amazon.com, and all of those places. I heartily recommend it. It's a great book. Nikki, thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Kevin. You have a great afternoon, and uh, and we'll be talking to you soon. You. We've got to take a break, and when we come back, it'll be our pal Jerry Armour's coming on, and we're going to talk about nutrition. Hang with us. We'll be back right after these messages. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. And one of my favorite people in the whole world is here. And we're just happy as heck to have Jerry Armour from the Good Health Pantry. And he's kind of wandered up the street because his shop is located right down in, in Factoria in Lomans Plaza, right below us. And uh, he's incredibly busy at his store these days. And we're just so pleased that that's happening. Jerry, how are you? Pretty good. Uh, a little bit laid back today because, uh, you know, the holiday and uh, all the food and all the junk and everything. Oh, yes. Now, did you enjoy it? What did you do on the 4th? Uh, I think I went to J.C. Penney and bought a couple shirts. <laughs> 
<laughs> I guess when you've been through as many Fourth of Julys as you've been through, it's kind of old hat, isn't it? You kidding? I can remember George, George and his boys. Yeah, right. George Washington and yeah, George W. <laughs> Which is the different George W. than we got now. That's right. So, and uh, um, Jerry, your store down at the Good Health Pantry, again, which is down in Factory, right down here. Right. I love the fact that you've got a whole line of stuff that you developed. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a company called Oregon Health, and Oregon Health is in Arizona. And uh, that's, <laughs> someday you'll have to explain that to yeah, me. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, they're natives of, of Oregon, That's and they moved to Arizona Yep. You know, to get some heat. I think it's, what, 120 today? Yes, it is. I did. mean, that's not my kind of weather. But the point is uh, I developed substances for them because uh, it's, a, it's a 100% natural company. In other words, they don't do anything chemically. They have no additives. The worst thing they use is rice flour as a filler and uh, magnesium stearate, which is a neutral filler. And the reason I went with them is because everything is purely natural. And so consequently, you you have studied biochemistry mm-hmm. and you are a, a nutritionalist. Right. And so you can help people kind of structure their diet and the supplements that they can take to help their diets work out a little bit better for them. Yeah. Um, um, and so if you would like to talk to Jerry about whatever it is, and that includes things like fibromyalgia and and uh, toxic syndromes and, and high stress and, and cholesterol and all that good stuff, if you'd like to talk to him about some of those things, we can do that now. If you'd like to give us a call, 425-373-5527, or if that's long distance for you, 888-298-5569, and we'll put Jerry on the spot. I can tell you this is what he does in his store every day. People walk in and they say stuff like, okay, my doctor just said that I have high blood pressure. High blood pressure. How am I going to fix that, Jerry? And Jerry will say, CoQ10 and olive leaf extract. <laughs> and they'll say, huh? Yeah, because now what is, what is CoQ10? CoQ10 is a nutrient which out with you cannot live. In other words, if you don't get CoQ10 in your food, your heart's going to stop. What kind of foods does it come in? Does it come in everything? Well, generally speaking, in this country, uh, it's a little difficult to come by because it's not a vegetable substance. It comes from meat, primarily lamb and particularly mutton. And the countries that eat mutton have very, very little heart disease, like Scotland and New Zealand, for instance. And, of course, Australia, but... uh, there's a difference there because Australia has different habits, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they, they have a high-octane diet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the immigrants from England that established the Australian government or whatever country uh, were alcoholics, actually. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. you got to remember, originally it was a penal colony. Yes, exactly. And so, and all the folks that came from there, they, they have a uh, a pub mentality. If yeah. they, they decide what they're going to do, and then they go to the pub to celebrate it, and, and which is which they're wonderful people. Oh, but, yeah. I but, know. My daughter lived there for about four years, and uh, she was crazy about it. Uh, she she I, loved it. I'm just curious, Jerry, what causes high blood pressure? Do you know? High blood pressure would be a constriction of the arterial system. For example, plaque in your arteries. And plaque, of course, is nothing but undigested calcium and fat. And joined together develops this hard substance that can break off and go to your brain, part of it, and cause stroke too. So it's extremely important to use the nutrients that prevent 
plaque and primarily L-carnitine, an amino acid is the key, generally. Now, when you look at, at what the doctors, if you've got, for instance, high blood pressure and they'll mm-hmm. put you on medication mm-hmm. versus what you can do naturally, do you think that you can do as well naturally as they can do chemically? Uh, thousands of times better. Really? Honestly? Oh, yeah. yeah. The drugs are, remember, drugs are only a substitute for nutrition and they are only a temporary way of changing things in your body. And sometimes, most of the time, the drugs cause liver damage, and liver damage is pretty serious. I mean, to me, liver damage and heart damage are very similar. They, they do pretty much the same thing, and we call that death. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't live without your heart, and you can't live without your liver. Exactly. And as a matter of fact, we had a gentleman on who now is a dance instructor who went through a period of time where, where he ended up having a liver transplant. Oh, yes. Because his, his, he had a, an incurable liver disease. Well, this tells you something about the medical industry, uh, whether you like it or not. Um, there is no substitute for your health. And when you take a drug, you're only covering over symptoms. And if you don't cover over the symptoms, then you have the organ replaced. And to me, this is cannibalism. I, I, I cannot see it. I had serious arrhythmia for a period of time in the uh, 80s. Now, what exactly is arrhythmia? Is Arrhy- that- arrhythmia is irregular heartbeat. Okay. And it's usually caused, well, it can be caused by many different things, but it's usually a defect in the left ventricular. And that, of course, is your heart. The left ventricular right. is part of your heart. And um, I took this as an experiment when CoQ10 was first introduced in the United States, and I took it with olive leaf extract, which I talked about, and I'm cured. Totally. So you no longer have have a irregular heartbeat? As long as I take the CoQ and the olive leaf extract, I'm fine. Now, does if you stop taking it, will that come back? I don't know, and I'm not taking any chances. <laughs> And that's you, the whole point. <laughs> you're not willing to do an experiment on yourself, I guess. No. Well, see, these things vary from person to person. I mean, there are so many variations of heart problems, and this is a very complex thing. And uh, it's very important to take certain nutrients. We call it CCME, which is CoQ10, carnitine, magnesium, and vitamin E. These are essential for your heart, for the health of your heart. Absolutely essential. There are no drugs on this planet that are essential for anything. They, co- they cover over symptoms. Now, there are some drugs that can cure. Uh, I've seen it. But how do you differentiate? I mean, as a lay person, like most of my customers, how do they tell? I mean, the only way they can tell is they come in and they check with me and I give them whatever information I have. Mm-hmm. And I tell everyone to stay away from drugs. Absolutely. And and don't do drugs. It's just not good for you. Well, when they say don't do drugs, you know, they differentiate between the good drugs and the bad drugs. I don't differentiate between any of them. I think marijuana and uh, Tylenol are two of the same genre, except I would rather be on the marijuana, to tell you the truth. Well, and honestly, marijuana, you can make a suit out of where you can't do that with aspirin. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Eric looking at me like, what in the world are you talking about? We should disclaim things with uh, the fact that Tylenol is not aspirin. Correct. 
And Thank I suppose you, you can. Uh, and you can make a suit out of uh, out of uh, Tylenol, but uh, you couldn't wash it. You can also make a, <laughs> you can also make a lawsuit about Tylenol if it gives you liver disorder, and it there dies. You go. That's right. There but you go. that's a suit in itself. Right but now. hemp is 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 you know what I'm just learning about this because hemp is marijuana plants, right? Yes. The the uh, plant uh, that grows marijuana is the hemp plant, and uh, it's the strongest natural fiber known to man. And yet we don't. And I've actually seen a shop in the university district that makes clothes out of hemp and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And I don't understand why. If it's the strongest fiber, now call me naive, but but I don't understand why. If it's the strongest fiber known to man, and it can be used for so many things, and it grows plentifully, and it grows cheaply, and in it's any natural, kind of, and it's natural in any kind of soil, and we can and use it. George for, Washington grew hemp himself. Did he really? Yes, he did. I'm surprised he didn't make teeth out of it, but. <laughs> <laughs> he could have, but I, I, I guess maybe I'm naive. But why don't we? Why don't we use hemp? I, I don't know. It's political, but you know, yes. really, that's a whole other series of programs. We're gonna, isn't yeah, it? Jerry, you're gonna have to bone up on the hemp uses, and we're gonna talk about that next time. Well, the <laughs> ironic thing is that industrial hemp, as it's grown and used for manufacturing, does not contain the chemicals that are contained in marijuana that get people high. So, I mean. There's no even drug use reason for uh, industrial hemp to be outlawed. It's it's political. It's just because it is. Right. And, and it's far too cheap. Oh, and then you've got the lumber lobbies and, and all of those. And your cotton lobby and your Isn't nylon that, lobby. And yeah, yeah. All, all this that, politics. But, uh, you know, I, I find. Uh, oh, we're going to get Jerry going here. I find that three gin and tonics <laughs> work just as well. For me, is marijuana. Yeah, but you know and, what? You uh, can't wear gin and tonics unless you've had the fourth one, and then you're liable to wear it. But you can't wear it for clothes. Well, the only problem with marijuana that I find is that uh, it irritates my throat. I cough, and I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but when I do gin and tonic, I get the same feeling, and I sleep real well, too. So what's the difference? I don't see any difference. And you wake up in a new suit, so yeah. you don't have to... You didn't have to buy one. But if you have five gin and tonics, you make up, may wake up and you have no idea where you are. That's or right. where your suit went. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're talking with Jerry Arbor from the Good Health Pantry. We're just having fun today. If you'd like to give us a call to talk something serious about n- nutrition and health, Jerry is here to answer your questions. So give us a call, 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. We need to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have more with Jerry Armour from the Good Health Pantry. Hang with us. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio here on KKNW 1150 AM. We're playing this one because I couldn't find the Doobie Brothers. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. And then we get into some of the politics of how uh, when you look at how silly some of it is, it's just it's just amazing. But yeah. we're talking with Jerry Armour and we have a caller on the line that would like to talk to us about something that Jerry can help us with. Hi, what's your name, caller? My name is Sukdeep and I have some health questions. Very good. Jerry's right uh, here. How many of them? <laughs> I am almost 42 years old and I have a high cholesterol goat. And I'm taking four or five uh, medicines, tablets every day. That's Can very I get good. Rid- That's very good. You're right on the path to disaster. So I'm taking two tablets for my gout and uh, two for blood pressure, and I have a high cholesterol also. But I'm not taking any medicine for high cholesterol. Okay. 
so can anything work so i can control my gout and blood pressure together with any any um, anything available with For you no you you have to For yeah, gout. gout okay i yeah. thought you, you have, said he you had have a to goat. treat you have to treat these things separately you can't take one medication for three to five different ailments because uh, we haven't reached the point yet where we have that magic pill that's going to cure everything. I keep asking and you don't have it yet. Exactly. Now, as far as high cholesterol is concerned, you should not be taking the drugs because they can cause very serious liver damage. So you're trading one problem for another. And I'd rather have high cholesterol than liver problems. The high cholesterol is used, what we use for that is something called red yeast rice, this is the beginning of every drug. The only thing is you can't patent red yeast rice because it's a food which comes from China, and you must add chemicals, and the chemicals in them are what cause the liver problems, not the red yeast rice. So what you do, you go to a health food store, a vitamin store like mine, and you buy red yeast rice. You take it for 60 days, and you're fine. Your pressure goes to normal. If you want to keep... What about my goat? Pardon me? The gout. My goat. The gout? Gout, yes. if I were yes. you, I would buy, I would go to a supermarket and buy Knudsen's cherry juice and okay. take about eight ounces a day. It's delicious for about 30, 60, 90 days, whatever, or permanently. It's a great juice. Instead of using orange juice or all the other stuff, use cherry juice. Now say that again. Cherry juice. Now, okay. black cherry, cherry juice. juice. Okay. And th at this season, we can even eat a lot of cherries right now. Uh, you're just not going to get enough juice out of eating cherries. Okay, I, eat, okay. I eat a pound or so every day. I'm nuts for cherries. But point is, you just don't get quite enough juice. You're getting a little bit more fiber, but, which uh, is good. But I can start uh, eat, taking juice and I can I stop taking medicine for gout or not? By, take what for gout? He's, yeah, take, I, he's taking medicine. There he's is taking, no medicine for gout. The, there are a couple that you can get. Uh, on, yes, but they don't work. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> So now, now the, the other one, what about the one now, now I'm going to slaughter the name, bromine or brom, bromelain? Bromelain. Bromelain, yeah. Bromelain is very helpful. And that that is extract of pineapple, right? Yes, pineapple stems. And that, that is an anti-inflammatory. Exactly. Very good anti-inflammatory, by the way. It should be taken with vitamin C and quercetin. So there. if you were to take vitamin C and bromo, brom, whatever that was. Well, there is a company, uh, a lot of companies, but the main company that I know of, Solaray makes something called QBC, which is quercetin, bromelain, vitamin C. Combination works better than the individual ones. You know, and I, I sympathize with you, caller, because I'm telling you, gout is probably one of the most painful experiences known to man. Yeah. No question about it. When you have a, when you have a full blown uh, outbreak of that stuff, so yeah, it's, it's difficult to even walk when I have an attack, out attacks. Sure, sure. Oh yeah. Now you can also get the cherry juice in capsule form, which would be oh. a little higher potency than the uh, juice it's itself. It's uh, available available at your stores. Is Pardon it, me. Is available at your store, Jerry? Yeah, yeah. No, now, not the not the grape juice though. No, the the cherry juice or cherry juice. No, cherry juice has to be pure. Knudsen, K-N-U-D-S-O-N, is the only company that I know that makes a quality cherry juice without the additives and all the water and all the stuff that, uh, you know, gives them extra profit. This is the real stuff. So this is just eight ounces a day, and yeah. and and he, he, he can throw the medication away after Absolutely. a while. Absolutely. Because the medications they give you, how do, do they affect you? Are They're kind of painful to take, too. They have side effects, don't they? Oh, uh, yeah. It, it can affect the kidney also, and... Uh uh, it, uh, it's, uh, it's, I don't like the medicine. It keeps my mouth dry 
and uh, it has maybe a lot of side effects also. Yeah, it does. Uh, right, exactly. It does cause uh, dryness, mouth dryness, mainly because <laughs> it's a type of medication that dries, takes the moisture out of your body, and you don't want that. And it's 300 milligram of alupronol. Yeah, oh, yeah. And colchicin, colchicin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they are both, uh, and plus I have to do, to take medicine too for blood pressure every day. So I start my day with four tablets. Can you, are you do you live in Bellevue or nearabouts? Uh, I work in Kirkland, but I am I am I can do anything for my health. I would I would go see Jerry, and he'll set you up. And can yeah, I make appointments with them or call them and uh, uh, whatever I can meet them personally? Well, as far as an appointment's concerned, you know we are a store that takes care of customers, and you know we don't do appointments. But generally speaking, if you give me a call, we can make some kind of appointment. I'd have to be careful because we have those peak times, particularly between 12 and 1. I can come off when you are not very busy. I can come anytime because I can do anything for my health. I can travel. I can spend money. I can. I want to talk with you. Well, and I, I will have, appreciate your help. Well, actually, between 4 and 6, it kind of slows down, but that's not a permanent thing. You know, there are certain days where we're busy. So, uh, I, can, I can make a call before I come. So exactly. I, I can. That would be okay. your best bet. Jerry, what's and your number? Area code 425 Six four one four two seven nine, and I know that Jerry can help you. So thanks a lot for giving us a call, and go see him. Thank you, sir. Bye bye. Have you're a welcome. great day, and, and good uh, luck with that goat. <laughs> <laughs> the gut, they. I'm, I'm telling you though, I've had a, a bout or two with gout, and it can be the most painful. Oh, about with gout? About with gout? It's it's not fun. I'm telling you. What causes gout anyway? Uric acid. Exactly. And but, what, but how do you get too much uric acid? Your and, body is not allowed to eliminate it. It's one of it's one of God's great little gifts to men. Women don't get this. Only guys do. Right. And uric acid is something that we're, our bodies just don't eliminate. So it stores up and it stores up in the joints and then it solidifies and calcifies in the joints. Okay. But where does and it come from? Is it what comes I'm from a bad diet. Yes. Too much of certain types of food. Too much meat. Mm-hmm. Too much meat. And of course, why do men get it and not women? Well, men eat more meat than women do. Men so women steak. can't get gout. Oh, they can get it, but it's it's they just generally pretty don't. rare. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's it's uh, our it's God's little gift to us because we eat too much meat. Probably beer and chocolate has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Sugar, 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 sugar. sugar. So yeah. you need to be very uh, interesting. Yeah, but I'll tell you what: when it gets in the joints and it can really deform your joints, and oh yeah, yeah. it well, can you be know, really painful. You know, right? you have to you really have to understand that uh, we are an advanced society. Uh, now there are people who would quibble with you with about a big that. question mark. Exactly. What are we advanced in? Okay, we eat too much fat. We eat too much sugar. We eat too much uh, meat. We we're meat eaters in this country. You know, men brag about eating steak. Big deal. Frankly, I don't even like steak, but that's beside the point. Uh, you do get when you're in nutrition for thirty some odd years, you learn uh, subconsciously not not to eat certain things. Now, I've never learned subconsciously how to stay away from sugar because, you know, we talk <laughs> about the ice cream freak, which I am, yeah. and it's the only big problem I have. Recently, I have been uh, very thirsty. I guess, you know, the weather. The weather's been summer-like for quite some time now, and I've been drinking a lot of pop, you know, root beer. I like, particularly, I like root beer. I hate Coca-Cola. I just don't like it. And uh, 
I feel the difference. I, I'm more lethargic. I'm tired. I'm this, that, and the other thing. But the point being that you do get into a habit. You get into these ruts. It's the same thing with people who smoke. It's the same thing with people and their sugar. You know, the ruts. And uh, soda pop is one of the bad deals in our society. Well, and, and talk about empty calories. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I just want to say, though, if you're going to have the root beer, that Thomas Kemper, you can't do much That's better That's the only than that. one I that, use. <laughs> that is very, very good. I don't like any of the others. So if you're out there listening, Thomas, and you want to send us a case, please, yeah. please yeah, absolutely. do. Absolutely. If you want to <laughs> we sponsor love the program, we'd, we'd love to have you. See, my kids love Thomas Kemper. Every time we go to a restaurant, they buy it. Why? Don't overdo it, but uh, delicious. It's in a green. It's in a brown bottle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know how easy. <laughs> so, I mean, they're 12 years old and it looks oh, like yeah. the real stuff. Looks like beer. <laughs> yes. Do you exactly. know how easy it is to become addicted to things like this? And, you know, when I say addiction, it doesn't have to be like cigarettes or a permanent addiction, you know, drugs, but, you know, soda pop and uh, certain candies, certain ice creams. There goes our know? free case. There you yeah. go. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> You just had to ruin it. <laughs> well, it's it's really true. And one of the things that you have to battle when you are addicted to something mm-hmm. and you want to change it is you have to change your mind at the subconscious level. And there's only one person that I know who can do that extraordinarily well, and that would be, oh, look who's here, Katie Evans. How are you? Why, thank you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> but that's true, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, yeah, you change them both. You change your behavior and you change the underlying causes. Yeah, you got to exactly. do it both at the same time. Because it's like a giant Xerox machine in your subconscious, <laughs> and it, it just kind of puts out what you put in. Absolutely. It's this, this big dummy in yeah. there. <laughs> just doing things by habit. Okay, let's just move again. Exactly. Drink, drink some more. Eat some more. If you're wondering, Katie Evans has the Lighten Up program, and she does her great stuff, and her show is right on after this one at 106, which is, gosh, Come about up. eight minutes from now. Ah, yes. And my guest today is Miriam Reese. Miriam, it, we're going to talk about stress and setting healthy boundaries, which we're not very good at in this country. I don't know about other countries because this is, oh, yeah, where I live. Yeah. <laughs> Setting healthy boundaries like what? Like, like learning how to say the N-word. No. no we, we can? Oh, Jerry and I are going to discuss that. We're going to go have a 16-ounce steak right after. <laughs> and I'm going to go take a bath and root beer. And a couple yeah. of beers, and you're good to go. I'm going to join you with that gin and tonic. Yeah, We're in. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Drink our lunch. We haven't done that since the 70s, have we? No, no. <laughs> We know that because we're still alive. Exactly, exactly. So coming up next again. Miriam Reese, setting boundaries, reducing (gasps) stress. Because stress will kill you. Yeah. Along with darn near everything else. (laughs) That's any fun. So it seems. (laughs) Although, uh, actually, Jerry and I are going to go have some wheat germ. So we'll be back right after. No, It's not going to kill you, but you'll wish you were dead. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry Armour, Good Health Pantry, down in Factoria. What's your phone number again? Area code 425-641-4279. If it's too far for you to go see Jerry, he'll mail stuff to you. So you can have it. Katie Evans is next, 106. Katie, thank you for coming. Thank you, Kevin. Jerry Armour, it's wonderful to see you again. We'll see you next week. And Eric, as always, go have a nice bathroom repair. (laughs) Will do. And be positive. Do something nice for somebody. We'll be back tomorrow. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time.
on my independence report.